Jesus Christ is coming. At any moment, we may find ourselves in eternity. In the next to the last book of the Bible, we are given principles that will help us live in the last days. Join Scott Pauley now as we study the book of Jude together. This world needs Jesus. Revelation chapter 1 verse number 7 says that very soon every eye is going to see Him. We're told in Philippians that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is, the, is Lord. Very soon this whole world's going to know Jesus one way or another. But they need to know Him now. now that's why in the good providence of God the little book of Jude is placed just before the revelation of Jesus Christ. Soon we know He's going to be revealed, but He wants to be known now. And as you study through the book of Jude and you, you see all this ungodliness and the way God wants us to live, did you ever notice the great admonition for us to take the truth to the ungodly? Now listen to the words of Jude verse 22 and 23. The Bible says, "...and of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire." hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. We've been talking over the last several studies about living godly in an ungodly world, but let's go a step further because God does. Let's talk about taking God to an ungodly world. You see, we must not wait simply for Jesus to come. We should be advancing the cause of Christ now. We must not wait for sinners to come to us. We must go to them. You remember that I said to you in the book of Jude, the key that unlocks the entire book is the little phrase in Jude verse 3 that we're to contend for the faith. Uh, for most of my life, I've heard people preach and teach this word contend like it means to defend. You defend it. Uh, you, you fight against the enemies who've come against it. But actually, the word contend is a word not of defense but of offense. It literally means advance it. It's like saying to a ball team, boys, the best defense is a good offense. Well, I think the best defense for the Christian faith is to advance it. In other words, we ought not be waiting uh, for people to come to us. We ought to be taking the message of Jesus Christ to them. How do you take God to the ungodly? Now, that's really what these two verses, Jude 22 and 23, are all about. And I love the fact that both verses begin with the word and. Now, you remember we've studied through this portion of Scripture, the list of things God wants for us. He wants us to remember His Word. He wants us to build on our faith. He wants us to pray. He wants us to keep ourselves in the love of God. He wants us to be looking for His return and of some have compassion making a difference. In other words, it's more than just about you. Some people almost have this martyr mentality of the Christian faith that their entire uh, purpose is just to simply survive. It is to stay alive. Could I remind you that the word martyr and the word witness in the Bible are the same word? And that the right martyr mentality is not to survive in an ungodly world. It is to witness for Jesus Christ. It is to advance the message of the Lord Jesus. So how are we going to do that? How are we going to take God to an ungodly world? Well, there's several admonitions wrapped up in these two verses. Now, let's start here where God begins. Verse 22, And of some have compassion making a difference. 
All right, number one, if you're going to take God to an ungodly world, you have to begin with love. Why? Because God is love. That's who He is. So you're beginning with the very person of God. One of the reasons is that Jesus said, By this shall all men know you're my disciples when you have love one for another. One of the distinguishing marks of God's true followers is the love of God. We live in a very hateful world today. And the only thing that cuts through that hatred is the love of God. One of the things that concerns me amongst so many Christian people is that they've gotten so aggravated and annoyed by the sinners around them, they've started fussing at them, flesh answering to flesh. Uh, they, they almost speak about the lost world in angry tones. I'll remind you, the Bible says that the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Sometimes we even watch conservative news or listen to conservative commentary and can get so worked up and exercised, not in a good way, in a fleshly way, and you may think you're right, but friend, if you're speaking the truth and not speaking it in love, you're not speaking it in the right way. Flesh only produces more flesh. Uh, remember, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Well, I want you to know God, who is a spirit, is love. And you can't deal with fleshly people in a fleshly way and expect to make a difference. The only thing that's going to really make a difference in the lives of lost people and in hardened world is the love of Jesus Christ. It cuts through everything else. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, of course, is the famous love chapter of the Bible. Uh, Deal Moody was famous for saying, any church that wants the blessing should read and pray through 1 Corinthians 13 and ask the Lord to help them live in that, that spirit. And then he said this, he said, any church that will do that, I believe will have many added to the church. He meant by that, any church that is full of the love of God is going to attract sinners. Any church that's just filled with the love of God is going to be a beautiful billboard, an advertisement for who God is. You see, love is everything. Love is our message. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Love is our method. As we demonstrate the love of God, it opens doors for us to speak the truth. It is what Paul wrote to Titus, adorning the doctrine of God our Savior. We know the truth is beautiful, uh, but we want to beautify it by the way we live our lives every day. So love is our message. Love is our method. And then love is even our motive. Remember, for the love of Christ constraineth us. When the Bible says here, and of some have compassion, uh, that does not mean that only some people need the love of God. <laughs> he goes on to say, and others save with fear. What he means by this is that God uses different things to open doors, different things to open hearts. Some people need a clear glimpse of hell. They need to get the fear of God. We'll come to that shortly. Uh, but the reality is some people are only going to be reached through tenderness. Some people are only going to be reached through brokenness. Now, the famous General William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, received a telegram one day from some of his workers who were carrying on a gospel campaign. And the telegram basically said in so many words that they tried everything. They had preached and taught and witnessed and prayed and nothing was happening. No one was being saved. And did he have any advice? Uh, Grant, or General Booth rather telegrammed them back and said uh, in two words what I think all of us need to hear. His two-word telegram was this, try tears. <laughs> Why would he say such a thing? Because brokenness tends to break up fallow ground. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, 
shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And of some have compassion, making a difference. Everybody knows this world needs a difference made in it. But you've got to be different if you want to make a difference. I had the joy of being out witnessing with an elderly saint of the Lord recently, an older man. And he was a faithful witness. And I watched him at the door as he witnessed to a woman. He started sharing his personal testimony and he broke down and started weeping. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. People are out talking about the Lord. And he said to the, to the woman, Ma'am, excuse me, but he said, I'm just burdened for your soul. I don't want you to go to hell. I want you to go to heaven with me. He showed the love of God. Friend, it opened the door wide and she trusted Christ as her personal Savior. It was a vivid illustration of this principle of having compassion and making a difference. Friend, when you have compassion, that's when you're most like Christ because God is love. May the Lord help us today to take God, the God of love, to an ungodly world. On the edge of eternity, what matters most is knowing Christ and living for Him. For more information and additional Bible studies, visit us online at scottpauley.org. Thank you for enjoying the journey with us as we travel through the Word of God.